What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of You Can't Do That Anymore, our movie podcast where we look back at film classics to see whether or not we could still make or even attempt to do some of the things that are still in them and how our perceptions have changed. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. Anastasia Washington. Hello, everyone. And our guest, Sabra May, who is a performer and voiceover actress currently in Cyberpunk 2077. How are you, Sabra? I'm well. How are you guys? We're good. It's 2020. Nobody answers. Everyone's like, Ooh, like we, I'm not sure. We made it from 2020, so that's that's a plus. Yeah, and all of our much problems different. are magically gone now. Everything's oh, fixed. No. You guys, racism is over. COVID is done, right? Wait, Bernie Sanders is president. That happened overnight. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. What? Racism <laughs> is over? I have some people oh, yeah. that didn't get the memo. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should well, write yes. an email. Yeah. It's like it's From a rolling it's a rollout. Everyone's gonna get it soon. Like Walmart. Yeah. 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 Uh this week we are talking about short circuits a cult classic from the 80s that everyone seems to love. Uh, so... <laughs> it was an opinion. That sentence had an opinion. <laughs> it did! <laughs> uh, let's get into this. Sabra, how, when you first saw Short Circuit, how did you feel about it? How was that first time? Well, uh, I want to say that, first of all, I saw it at my mom's boyfriend's house, and he was like an evil... He looked like the dad in The NeverEnding Story, like big mustache, bald head, like just, he was the evil eighties archetype. Right. So the only good thing that ever happened to me was that I got to watch short circuit at his house. So for me, it was like a savior, if you will. Uh, and until coming to America came out two years later, which is still my favorite movie. Uh, it was my comedy of choice. Short circuit was like, what? It was heartwarming. It was funny. It had like all of the, you know, movie and commercial tropes that I needed as a (laughs) six-year-old. Um, I do think that my um, my availability for processing information was possibly a little bit worse than it is now. That may have affected my love for it. Yeah. At six? Why? Uh, I mean, <laughs> just a little. Obviously, at eight, it was perfectly the, the same level I'm at now because it's still my coming to America is still my favorite. Movie, well, because so. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. the best movie of all time. Yes. Yeah, and right. we're getting a second one, and I cried during the trailer. It's fine. I know fine. what's it gonna be. I don't know. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we should have a watch party. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Uh, the emotions. Either way, if it's good or bad, we're gonna have some emotion. <laughs> yeah, we need to dress up. Right. Yes. Terrence, your first short circuit experience. Um, so I saw this originally, probably about the same age as six, uh, on VHS. Like I was at home and my older brother's like, oh, you need to watch this. And I fell in love. I was like, this is a talking robot. What is happening? This robot is amazing. Uh, and for the longest, up until this rewatch that we just did, because they came out so close together, I had merged a lot of short circuit one and short circuit two in my brain together. They became one big film because <laughs> they were literally released two years apart so I couldn't separate them until I rewatched them like oh and it, it made me think that like sort of like with Turtles 1 and Turtles 2 where the first one they're both kid films although there's some issues with some stuff that happens with this film being labeled as a kid's film but the first one 
is very like war and military and the second one's like you know what we're gonna get rid of all the things that parents might call be a problem and let's take them to new york and have some fun and i did not realize how big of a difference the two were in tones until re-watching this right now i still up until probably about 48 hours ago absolutely love this film <laughs> my god <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because the second one, to my understanding, because I have not seen the second movie, basically goes from being, instead of a military device, they're making toys. Correct. He's now a toy, like a, a 2XL robot toy. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I didn't see two time. is what I'm learning in this moment. <laughs> uh, Anastasia? My first? Your uh, first time. With Short Circuit. Oh, my with first Johnny time, oh, Five. Oh, with short, short Circuit. My first time with Short mm. Circuit. Yes, please. Um, yes. Uh, so it was uh, when I watched it for this show. You and I okay. are the same. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't. It's one of those ones like, why didn't I see it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was like, I didn't see Flashdance until I was much older. Or I mean, um, Footloose, yeah. Footloose, you know? But I saw Dirty Dancing 180,000 times every year. That's the same with all those, me and those other movies you said, except, um, uh, 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 no, I forgot. I'm sorry, my brain's not working. <laughs> but I, I haven't seen Goonies or Flashdance or Footloose. I think I've never seen Footloose. I think I've never seen it all the way through. I don't know that anybody has actually seen Footloose. I think everybody's just vaguely aware. <laughs> I've actually seen the movie. No, <laughs> it's a myth. <laughs> I, it's I a think, myth. I think people, people have seen it. Watch the movie through. No, everyone I mean, I've seen Billy Elliot, so. Billy so Elliot's amazing. That's amazing. No, no. This was also my first time seeing Short Circuit. And I got to tell you, I don't get it. <laughs> I. Uh... See, this is not fair. This is, you should have seen it before so we could have the comparative discussion. This is not fair. Well, you guys have the comparative discussion. Yeah, this, like seeing it through I the have... eyes of a six-year-old child is very different than seeing it now. You're like, oh, this was one of those like giant, giant in air quotes, I guess, 80s movies that everyone I knew, because I was born in 1989, for those who don't know, everyone I knew was like Short Circuit and Johnny Five and Laser Lips. And it was just quoted and talked about so much that when I finally put it on, I just kept sitting there being like, this is the movie that I was shamed for not seeing at GameStop? This... Now I'll tell you, watching well, that this is a statement in itself. This was the movie I was shamed at game for not you seeing. You have to get the entire sentence. Yeah, yes. you have to get the game part of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I sounds like a traumatic experience for you. Do you want to talk it out at all? Yeah, I, I do. It was so it. exhausting every day going into that GameStop. Blake hasn't seen all these '80s movies because he was fucking one when they came out. Stop like flashing your age in our face okay like it's we rude. don't it's care he's, he's we don't us. care yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nobody asked your age nobody like, asked. Yeah, we don't care so much never mention it again don't mention it <laughs> he's gonna mention no it's it. it's very important <laughs> that i've now hit the white guy in his 30s doing a podcast stereotype i've i've entered that realm you also it's have <laughs> entered serial killer realm so i'm really excited for you mm. I mean, it's 2021. It's an age of endless possibilities. But I will say the robot itself is probably the most impressive part of the movie. 
Like when it really kind of clicked with me that this was 1986 and they just built this giant robot to drive around. I was like, okay, I could see being like six or 10 and, and really having my mind blown by this tiny Terminator. You know what it is? It's the pupils. His little retracting. It is, and they move. Yeah, it's a pupil. And the eyebrows. And the eyebrows, that's yeah. the expressive. Which, yeah. like, also, the military had the audacity to make something that would articulate sadness, happiness, anger, and joy, and then is surprised when it has emotions. <laughs> they designed this thing to look like it cares about you. I mean, yeah. it's still an 80s movie. Let's not give it too much credit, okay? Like, right? No, let's not. let's not. Let's uh, not. But like, <laughs> it does look like the. You remember in the Star Tours ride, like, um, mm-hmm. oh my God, what's his name's character? Pee Wee Harmon's character. What's his name? Oh, Star I Tours. Don't I don't think even I know the Star Star Tours well enough. You don't know Star Tours well enough to know that there was a a. Uh, I almost said lizard. A, <laughs> a robot <laughs> that looked kind of like Short Circuit that drove it and was like. I'm oh, that dude! Yeah, I didn't know that was Pee Wee Herman, and it was voiced by Pee Wee Herman, which he has a real name, but I don't remember it. What's his name? Pee Wee Herman, the Pee Wee Herman guy. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Ruben, Ruben, uh, Ruben Paul Ruben, Paul Ruben, Paul Ruben, <laughs> Paul Ruben. Yes. I said Apparently Ruben Styles. Made this robot, like I guess, off of industrials. Like they were filming industrials back then, and somebody was like, "Hey, this would be a cool idea," and sort of blended that with hey et was a good movie let's try to do something similar to that and that's what this wound up's trying to be rx24 or rex is the star there you are yes there you are yeah he looks like that yeah he does he looks like that yeah but who was first uh probably I have to short circuit had to be right. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Star Tours because Star Tours replaced um, a different yeah. ride that was there a long time ago. <laughs> You're so scientific. <laughs> Your specificity is. I was going to say Back to the Future, but He's that was at Universal. Star Tours came out that in 19... Star Tours came out in 1987. He's a lot like the scientists mm-hmm. in this movie. They are very good at their jobs. <laughs> We're, uh, we're doing great, guys. 2021 is really going to be our year. Our <laughs> year! <laughs> so Short Circuit comes out. It amazes audiences worldwide. Why do you guys think this managed to achieve its cult status and connect with audiences in 1986? Well, I think it's because of all the commercial references and because of John Wayne. I think that they like were already pulling from a pool of nostalgia that was really heartfelt to a lot of people and then they you know obviously imbuing a robot with human emotions is like comedy magic it's the operate everybody does that um i i think that 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 was already like sitting there waiting right for the picking and so immediately endeared us to him and then sexism uh and mild physical violence like beating of women was also super big in the 80s so I mean, yeah, it's really ooh, what draws people that. to movies, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not heading to your significant other with a gun in your car, you're doing it incorrectly. <laughs> I mean, um, I watch a lot of true crime, so this tracks. <laughs> uh, it's weird because the mid mid to late '80s had a lot of films where they were like, "All right, let's take humans and pair them with some." odd looking creature either short circuit or mac and me or uh little monsters like all of those type of things sort of yeah. existed in that time that was just well, puppets. Norm. yeah yeah so i don't know why, why that became a thing et sort of started that i guess in the early 80s who doesn't want a puppet i mean really 
labyrinth yeah like let's do let's do it um but i mean beyond the dark crystal never ending yeah. story exactly. like, which i also saw it. dark crystal when i was an adult and i shouldn't have creepy right creepy yeah, that's a wild movie yeah um so i just think there was something that connected to hum uh humanity at that time we were like oh look little kids hanging out with people they probably things are dangerous creatures they probably shouldn't be but just becoming a light fluffy film that like all right cool i can spend an hour and a half or hour and 50 minutes uh cutting my brain off and and and, and enjoy this don't uh, cut your brain off you almost have to though for some of the stuff that happens in this i mean this oh that's yeah, true yeah. that 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 yeah that makes sense actually it, it's weird uh, okay look the elephant in the room here i saw this movie and adored it and watched it over and over again and not once until i just rewatched it, it was like oh wait that guy is not Indian at all. Yeah. How did I miss yeah. that? No, that's <laughs> the bad guy from Hackers, y'all. That's Fisher Stevens. <laughs> what was it about the 80s where we just did this? Because I also just found out in Aliens, it's also straight up brown face and that that's the stepmom from Terminator 2. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, in the voiceover world, it was it's very common, right? Like in the voiceover world, it's about dialects and nobody can see your face. So that's right. a thing that is still kind of happening and is like getting better and petering out. But I think back then, you know, Hollywood was smaller than it is now. Like people would, actors would just send postcards and then boom, they get cast in things. Like the pool of actors was a smaller pool and nobody was thinking, hey, should we maybe look for a non-white person who fits this description? They were just like, you there, <laughs> come on. Because I, I, I had to look it up first because at, at first watching it, not knowing any of this, I just heard Stephen Fisher's voice and was like, oh, they, man, they made this poor actor have to do this stereotypical voice. This this makes Apu and the Simpsons sound progressive and normal. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay, I looked it up. That ben... Sorry, go ahead. And I was like, not only is he doing brownface, they originally casted him in a blind role and then decided to do this. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, it's a, they doubled down because originally they had him and then I guess they fired him. And when they hired him originally, he was going to be white. There was no ethnic ethnic makeup to him. They fired him and they hired Bronson Pinchot, who then left because he got perfect strangers at the same time. He said, well, I'm out, deuces. I'm going to go do Balky. And then they rehired Fisher. And there's like, by the way, Fisher, now he's Indian. He's like, uh, and because, and that is why I don't fault Fisher in this. Because you're an actor who lost a job and you did, as a 21-year-old, are now getting a job again. You're like, I can't, I have to do whatever the hell they ask me to do to keep this job. I'm not losing this. So it's not his fault, it's everyone else's fault because he was like an actor, I'm hungry, I need to eat something. It's just like, oh crap, this is what we had to do and put this gentleman in brown face. And what really bothers me is that I didn't think about it. He is the lead in the second one. So and they, they change down. They change his last name yeah. to be more <laughs> Yes. The Did they? Yeah, they oh, changed just his that. Sorry, just that Ben Kingsley did it in 1982. He was Gandhi, you guys. He was Gandhi and he's Ben Kingsley. There's no, I was hard up for a job. Oh no, am I going to get fired again? No, no. He's like, I am the greatest actor of all time and I'm going right. to play the greatest human of all time. And if you actually watch that movie, his accent is awful. Atrocious. Yeah. Well, and I think that, that there's been a lot of defense of why people 
uh, of, of white actors playing different nationalities, even, you know, what, until last year, even to this year, like we've just started making changes. It's been a trend for a long time. I mean, I make jokes about um, Scarlett Johansson, but she is, she likes to play things that she's not. And I get that. I get as an actor, we want to like step out of the box and do something, you know, whatever, uh, you know, different from us, but not that different, not in an underrepresented like community. <laughs> like You can be an alien. That's very different. That's very until, different. Until they come down and get offended and we have a conversation about that, but right yeah. you know. <laughs> then that conversation will happen zebra, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I i think it's just kind of selfish I, I i don't know like in this circumstance like i don't know i i still feel very offended by it <laughs> Oh, it was maybe maybe because I'm older hard. and watching it, and like it's hard. I get I, I get the defense it's, of him, but I also don't. <laughs> it's such yeah. a it, it's such a I don't even over the top accent, and some of the things that he's even saying with it are also like pretty bad. So stereotypical. Yes, he was and like also awful and super sexist. I was like, well, and like, what is, what is I'm on? from Bakersfield, but my family's from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Like, yeah, they, okay. They tried to do that. Well, I guess they did it first, but Parks and Rec does the joke with Aziz and Sorry, where they're like, well, where are you from? He's like, I'm Cincinnati, but where are you from? And I, I mean, that's happened to me in life, but Aziz, I'm sorry, yeah. it's American, so. Right, and I was like, right. I get that they're trying to be satirical in that show and in here they're trying to do it but he's a white actor mm -hmm. there, there hasn't been any other point in the movie where they are like oh his heritage and everything is very important to the story we just have a character existing which is great but again white actor doing it so yeah. right it i think that's the problem right it's the making a joke of a culture right like and it's not a person of that culture making the jokes Right? Totally right. <laughs> so, right. So it's just, nor, it's, and Hollywood nor, loves at, that. I said, nor at that time, we also know that there were no writers or anybody that was in the room right. that made that. Like they just chose out of the blue. They're like, uh, throw a dart at dartboard, Indian, let's go. And right. that's what they chose. I mean, it's also like, even with a white guy playing the Asian guy, he still has to be the butt of every joke. You know, it's like, cause like today in casual Asian racism, but I mean, it's like, it's the constant thing. It's like, are you Asian? Are you South Asian? You're the butt of the joke. You're unattractive to women. You will never, you will never find a partner. You're really great at math and science. And that's kind of your function to be laughed yeah. at and crunch some numbers. And it's like, did you have to do that even when you had a white guy playing it? You know what I mean? It's just like a bam, bam. Yeah, yeah it, it, it never, it never motivates the story. It never motivates the characters. It never does. It's only there because they had to fill in time and make a joke, which is when those things happen, even in movies today to me, I'm like, oh, it just means your script was weak. You needed nonsense because you didn't have anything else to do. Uh, this is a trope and this was a, a thing that Hollywood loved to do. Like this, you know, like forever. I mean, one of my favorite Disney movies I ever is called uh, the ugly dachshund. And I think it's funny because it's a, a whole bunch of little tiny dachshunds and a great Dane and a great Dane thinks he's a dachshund, the same size as all these dachshunds, right? Hilarious, right? Except for <clears throat> the gardener who is a white man painted to be some kind of Asian 
of nature and he screams all the time, Ryan, Ryan, every time he sees the dog. That's the whole joke. He, you know, like it's. Yeah, I say typically <laughs> for that, like when you do something like this, you're just actively trying to pay, play to the lowest common denominator. Oh, like, yeah. We don't really have a joke here. We're just like, all right, the few people no. that we get a chuckle for or laugh for who don't care about this type of stuff or, or are right. unoffended, we'll get those laughs uh, and don't do anything that's creative or smart or highbrow. Well, that's kind of consistent for the whole movie, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this I mean, it's weird. This movie definitely played. I mean, it just hit me at the time that I was at the right age, that six to eight, six to nine year old window. Because outside of that, I'd be like, "What the hell is this thing?" Um, well, but the grown ups loved it. The grown up, the grown ups and yeah, also did. loved it. They did. So much, so much of the they other comedy, it. to me, so much of the other comedy was still a little bit like lowbrow and silly, but it was more slapstick it was to your point sabra more referential of the dr pepper ad and the three stooges and john wayne and elevates it a little bit so it's it's in a different category of like non-offensive like fun referential comedy so it's it would be like if the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie just also was like what if we made fun of a culture while we're doing these fun jokes <laughs> i'm sure yeah. somebody could probably argue that they do Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not get, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget the sexism in this movie, though, you guys. Yes. All the parts that didn't have someone in brown face had some sexism happening. Consistently. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was <laughs> surprised. I was. So the first wow. part, obviously, the, the brown face part bothered me. But the first part that I was just like, okay, what is this movie? Is when her boyfriend shows up to her place and when he's there on her roof and they just start getting into like a tussle on the yard. And I'm like, how are, how is no one calling the cops? And one, how is this a kid's film that parents are like, hey, watch this. Never mind the domestic violence that happens here. Yeah, and the hard on references, but yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> like, major Woody as well. what's a hard on? <laughs> there are a lot of things that I was like, I have questioned. And as a kid, if I were really paying attention, I'm like, all right, I would go back to the parents like, hey, what's this? What's this? What does this mean? There's an entire sequence in this where they just blatantly be like, yeah, you're going to die. Death is bad. You're like, hold up. I, at six, may not have been ready to have a conversation about death, but you're just like, here I'll, it is. Here I'll it is. forgive a conversation about death of a children's movie because I feel like they are effervescent. <laughs> it is the domestic abuse and the sexist jokes that I'm like, well, this, ex this explains why we... Everybody who was influenced by this movie grew up to make movies in the 90s where they were like, you know, it would be awesome. Sexism outright. <laughs> it was a little too quiet in Johnny Five. Let's crank <laughs> it up to 11 now. I mean, we can't even get on Star problem. Wars about that. For yeah. a, I mean, everybody was doing it, right? <laughs> Everyone was doing it. But the death thing, it doesn't bother me because uh, Disney has been showing us death <laughs> Yeah, Forever. I think I saw Bambi die before I saw this, so that's fine. Right. I mean, Bambi's parents died. So also, like, either. in a perfect socially just world, death is still going to happen. Whereas, like, brown face and sexism, unnecessary. Could not. Yeah, that's true. true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Some of the more touching parts of the movie are watching this robot grapple with the concept of life and death and disassembling. Yeah. And One of the saddest parts of the sequel is him 
like basically grasping on to life. It's a sad ass sequel. But yeah, it, <laughs> one of the It's sad also very odd that a movie whose major theme is like, you know, the robots are just as human as the people is like, but only if the people aren't the women or the people of color that we're making. Fun yes, of. yes. Correct. <laughs> and then I also had, <laughs> I had a double layer of being offended because I'm from Oregon, which is where they said it. So like immediately, right? And I don't I don't know if I knew that when I was a kid. Maybe that's why I grown up so I knew liked it through in Oregon. But immediately I was like, oh, the sad, lonely animal rescue woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's five of them on my block. I know her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> half of my friends have become that person. And like just watching, I mean, I'm such a hippie, but like such a blatant disregard for the land to say that you're in Oregon and then so obviously be in Joshua Tree all of a sudden. It's like, oh, it's a 10 minute drive to the famous no, Joshua Tree rock of, and all of these trees that could never exist in Oregon. It's just like- As I get older, one of my favorite jokes is at Austin Powers 2 when they're driving clearly on Mulholland Drive and there's just like a red phone booth. And it's, you know what's remarkable? How Southern California looks in no way like England. And it's like, when I was a kid, I was like, that's a funny joke. And I'm like, oh, I get it. All these movies were just blatantly in California being yeah. like, Oregon. Yeah, like how well, and the boyfriend you're stuff, you're like, oh, look, North Hollywood. <laughs> the boyfriend is like seeing uh, like an alternative, you know, they put like a goth person in a movie or something. And you're like, uh, she is not goth. Like, come on, I can tell that that is too shiny of a punk rocker to be real. We all know it. Uh, it was that way with the boyfriend. I think they were trying to make him be like an Oregon hick, you know, with his like raised up trucker hat and his little like furry jacket. And he had a, he had a fucking rifle, right? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah, he and, wants and then he's, Right. He's like this blatant Oregon stereotype, you know, hick stereotype. And it's like, you're a surfer dude. Yeah. I know you live in You Venice. are way too good looking to be the kind of person you want to be. Well, that's a that's a couple of things with casting on this period because I feel like that's the case for him. And I also feel like Gutenberg, I was like, Steve Gutenberg is not, a, you're not going to have me believe that he's a kept in nerdy scientist. I'm sorry. Like that dude is likable no matter what he does. So I, I, I call BS. <laughs> so you're secretly attracted to him is what you're saying? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Anastasia. it's a secret, Anastasia. <laughs> oh, it's not a secret. Never mind. <laughs> You're public. He was the least attractive of the three men who had the baby, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, agreed. Uh, agreed. I mean, Solik's mustache. You, you, I mean, that's the way you go all the time, right? <laughs> all about the stash, man. <laughs> all about the stash. Wait, is that a problematic movie? Never mind. <laughs> I, I don't know that we'll ever have one movie that's just Ooh. from start to finish not problematic. <laughs> Okay. That's true. That's true. Especially in the 80s. I feel like they just did whatever the hell they wanted. Oh, in the 80s, there was just, there was fucking cocaine and, and crafty. They didn't care. That's where all the puppets came in. They're like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> Call Jim. I need a puppet. <laughs> Get me some string. Like, Everyone was like, yes, we are also high. That sounds great. Yeah. And I like In fact, let's make it tonight. And now we're all just demanding puppets. Every time I open Twitter, it's like, remake Knives Out with the Muppets. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I would watch That's this. because everyone's at home. Hi! <laughs> Hollywood, once again, Muppets. back to that. <laughs> Johnny yeah, was, uh, being John Malkovich really brought the Muppets back, puppets back for us. I feel like they were like, yeah, puppets. This is yeah. great. <laughs> yes. Why did we stop doing this? Um, <laughs> so I think one of the other 
less problematic things and more why it just wouldn't really happen now is this is a movie with technology. And when you're dealing with technology in movies in the year 2021, I texted Terrence and I was like, man, this is a weird movie. Cause like, we know how this would go now. Jeff Bezos would just be like, there's Johnny five, turn it off. He'd have eight other devices following it. He'd have all the data from these people addresses if she had ever handled a penny the government would be like okay here's her house her car her vin number her twitter feed go (laughs) so i'm curious if you guys think that that evolution of technology makes there be a disconnect when you're watching the movie now well i mean one i still feel like he's impressive because of that expressive thing again and it's like very nostalgic to have this forward-looking 80s movie all of the like mute like that first opening sequence when they're making the robot and it's just that that digital music it's like beep, 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 beep. it was like my heart was soaring you That's know typical that 80s nostalgic. like weird science all of those movies. war games like, just make a bunch of noise real technology <laughs> love it love it but i mean if they were going to remake it it could be you know i mean it could be elevated just be something else it could be a computer virus that has the mo- right like whatever her Aren't they or something Oh, they've been they trying to for a while. So the rights are, yeah, they, they're Because I thought, uh, yeah, because it says uh, in November, they said they were going to reboot it as a Latinx family. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. they now want to. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't. That's not that complete, means. but okay. What, what, what? I imagine yeah. if, <laughs> I have, in there, yeah. if I had to. Maybe they'll really be Latin, though. <laughs> well, you know, Anastasia, it's always one step forward, two steps back with Hollywood. So this might also become a big class problem where they're what like, they'll Scarlett find Joe Johnny Hansen Five. Doing? Yeah, what's Scarlett Johansson doing right now? Put her in there. <laughs> you know, it'll be like, like you know, now that they're doing color correct casting for voiceover they'll be like yeah so we have to have a vietnamese person so just send it to every asian person we know you know when i'm getting calls and i'm like i'm sorry you want me to be cambodian i mean okay but sure but you're getting there but you're still not quite there no a little you just you're almost there (laughs) (laughs) the text it's funny yes it's very dated i mean it looks like this is completely the stuff that we do today just on my phone i can probably find johnny five uh, versus what they were doing then but it's weird because i think you can even look it up i believe they spent the majority 90 percent of their budget went into just doing johnny five with animatronics oh. and puppetry and all yeah. that stuff and you can mm-hmm. see it and i think for that time it still holds up fairly well there's some stop motion sequences that look just odd but his facial reactions and the stuff he's doing with his hands it looks a little bit better than some of the CGI stuff that we get today. I, it's, it's just weird because we've grown so much from, from that point in time. But I think Johnny Five himself works, everything else around it tech-wise, like well, the, in the NASA building and all that stuff, that just looks... It's always the the, the challenge with f- future-proofing both your movie as a work of art and also future-proofing your story are challenging because Johnny Five does still look good. The effects in the movie are still practical and engaging and interesting which is nice practical is nice yeah, yeah like, I, if less he dated looks, than cgi holds he up looks better than, than bumblebee did in the last transformers movie uh <laughs> but 
you do kind of get into, and every movie does this, right? We're now what, two years past when the original Blade Runner took place. And then we always look and laugh and where are my <laughs> flying cars and oh, all of this. So it's a challenge. Cause I think when you're going to remake the movie, showing it to a younger audience, you have to have that like pre notion of, well, these movies were in 1986. And we know that now you can hit two buttons on your phone and a robot will bring you DoorDash this is what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, maybe just you need to make you set your movies really far in the future. Or do the, uh, like, don't have a year on it, like the old Mega Man games that were like, in the year 20XX. Mm. <laughs> or Star Wars does it right, right? They set it in the past, but somewhere else. So you can't really mess with yeah. the logic of that technology. You're like, I don't know. No, as soon as you start working out that Tiny sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like a galaxy I, I, wait, what? <laughs> a long time ago somewhere else or just don't have like, faith in us like that like don't think that we as a people are going to be that technologically advanced like, yeah have not. you seen 2020 it's going to be a while before we get there guys oh yeah yeah i'll be curious how they try to remake it because one whenever you remake something you're bringing the first two back into the forefront and we're going to have to see the weird toy making and the weird sexism and the terrible brown face and question do we even want this remade is this going to connect to an audience the same way at all or not it's, it's like so when marky weird. mark was <laughs> go ahead it's like when marky mark what no i'm sorry so no, sabra sabra gets when to go when Marky Mark like filed to get his criminal record expunged because he wanted to start a restaurant and everybody was like, hold up, do you have a criminal record? And he was like, oh yeah, but it's no big deal. I just, I was wasted in the eighties and I went around and beat up some Asian people. Like, and they were like, what? Very you know? racist. Yeah, Wait, I, I just blinded a guy. Yeah, and, and oh, no, it was just two people and they weren't together. So I was actually seeking out different Asian people around the city to just beat up. I mean, you know, and everybody's like, dude, you should have just gotten a restaurant going. Like you don't need, we don't need it. None of this, none of this has to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I feel like whenever you, this movie somehow, and the second one, although Aziz Asari did a whole piece on it, but I, for the most part, this seems to have gone under the radar and people don't really talk that much about it. If you do a remake to this and you bring in those sequels, you are opening up a can of worms that I don't think they want to do because this film immediately becomes tarnished if you start looking at it through the eyes of now. But they are trying, and they're constantly trying to I do think, it. Yeah, I, so. I, it almost has to be a direct separation. Like, sometimes when we do a remake, like, the child's, the child's play, that's very different than the other child's play, like the automated one. You almost like, all right, cool, we're going to ignore everything that happened before. But I feel like Cloverfield did that, too, but not because anything was problematic, just because they wanted to confuse me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... I, I, I think what they did with Child's Play was good because I'm a Child's Play fan, like OG fan. And I was like, nah, I don't like this. And then as soon as I saw, I was like, this is great. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know that I can say the same for Short Circuit because I uh, was not a fan. <laughs> I'm newer to it. And so I don't know that there is a need for it besides make, like, I don't, I'm not drawn to it for nostalgia. I guess the, the question would really be for you two because it's like, is it so nostalgic that you'd want to see some of those nostalgic elements again in something that you could say show to your kids now? <laughs> like, if I could change anything about my short circuit experience, it would be not rewatching it. 
I would like to just leave that little space I had reserved in my heart for it and all the things I loved about it pure and clean and never remember what happened. Yeah, like I, I think Johnny Five is always going to be one of those iconic 80s, 90s characters like Alf and and and, and, and Mad Max, like those type of things, uh, Max Sandrum, that type of stuff. I don't need to revisit them though. They're fine where they were. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and plus I, Ali Sheedy. I don't want to see her acting poorly. I love her, you know? <laughs> She's fantastic. And now so, I was like... It's so funny, because I complete because I like I said, I was merging the movies, so I completely forgot that Ali Sheedy was in this, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, I love Ali Sheedy, because I just saw the, the name first, and I was like, I love Ali Sheedy, and then about halfway through, I'm like, what is Ali Sheedy doing here? <laughs> halfway through or in the first sentence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just giving her a little bit of room. <laughs> I mean, I'm, but I, I have been a bad actor on projects before. It might not have been all her fault. It's possible to be directed that way. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what was happening. But especially, I, I will I, say this too. I'll give her a little bit of release, especially since the majority of her scenes, she was acting against something that did not actually exist. And that, that was a bit of a difficult thing to do. It is, but I mean, I've done it to a piece of tape. You know what I'm saying? I just... I agree. <laughs> sometimes early in your career, you do a thing you know, and then later you do really great things. We've all been there. Nobody's going to fault me for my first job at the toy store in the mall, I hope, in my career. You know, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I was surprised. Notes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's also going to be always fantastic. <laughs> it's also going to be challenging to redo this story now because I feel like what's the word for it like not that distant future stories are tougher to tell now than they were in the 80s because we have so much technology where before they were sort of able to be like yeah sure robot and it's out there although like you know like 2xl was already available in fao schwartz at that time yeah, um, i'm just wondering if they're gonna do something stupid like make it an app like i think it's gonna I, mean? like, oh, yeah. I i imagine that it's going to be younger people in a not great like poorer part of the city and they're going to like build a johnny five somehow i imagine that it's going to be some like diy robot like like they they have an old school robot versus (laughs) all the other stuff that's high tech yeah this is what we kind of come up with and do i imagine that it'll be yeah like an underdog team story like they're like playing battle bots or something like that and they maybe no i don't i don't even know if it'll be that i think that they'll just like this movie almost starts with magic right it's hit by lightning and becomes sentient like i wouldn't be surprised if they take a bit of that and you have some like people who can't afford toys or something and they build it and it gets hit by and And it's a social justice warrior yeah they do that (laughs) and it's a latinx family don't you think that's problematic (laughs) well that's what i mean anastasia it's what i said earlier it's one step forward and two steps back they're going to try to do Uh, inclusion and then try to miss the mark we're 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 giving you guys an inclusion story but guess what you guys are poor like guys gotta be in the ghetto (laughs) no please don't yeah it'll it'll or it could just be something else entirely. I mean, it, it could also never get made. It's It's been in this limbo this forever. This movie that's been in like cycle forever. Like they've been talking about doing this. And for a movie that had a sequel so quickly behind it the first time, you would think that like this wouldn't have taken this long of a time to do. 
Well, if I had unlimited funds, I would buy the rights to all of the movies that were nostalgic in the 80s and sit on them because Burn them all. that's what's happening. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's got to be somebody Burn who's that. done that. Somebody's had to have been like, I'm going to buy the rights to this movie because you'll never touch it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to go buy Alf just so you guys never touch this again. Leave Alf alone. He never, he doesn't need, he's fine to where he is. Yeah. It's like preserving the rainforest, except with 80s movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, both are pretty equally important. (laughs) Uh Yes. One of them saves the earth and the other one is the rainforest. They both started eroding around 1989, so it works out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's it's almost like something happened that year that made everything in the world start deteriorating. Was there a Batman came out? Back to the Future 3 came out? Or maybe presidents of some sort? (laughs) Nothing? No? Maybe. Maybe. so it sounds like we're all on the page that short circuits, we can leave it in our past memory and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, but I'm still going to hold tight to those past memories. Look, Johnny Five is awesome. Yeah. The debate is not Johnny Five. No. It's not a little pervy. He was a little Are pervy. Are you going to show this to your oh. kid ever? Are you going to ever show this to your kid? Johnny Five staring at LG no. in the bathtub. Her software. Software. Okay, Johnny, wait a minute. This is a kid's movie. Stop it. You know, he was like the gross guy in your yoga class that's constantly like, mmm, when they get into a pose. I was like, why are you mmming all over the place? He's the, uh, he's like the Joe Biden of robots, just getting a little smell. (laughs) Yuck, 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 yuck. (laughs) You made it bad. (laughs) See, I can make fun of both political spectrums. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. If you think Trump and Biden are Biden are two ends of a spectrum, then you're <laughs> this is true. Blake <laughs> is a white male. He can only do what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that is the show, guys. Is cool. It? No. I'm kidding. Uh, Sabra, thank you so much for coming. This has been a delight. Thank you for filling in this pop culture gap in my knowledge i'm so glad thank you oh you're welcome (laughs) sounds like you're super grateful really needed it (laughs) not getting that time back (laughs) you can yeah and terrence and i are ruined so cool (laughs) (laughs) that's what this show's about Uh, you can of course leave us a review on itunes and follow us on twitter at you can't do that podcast and on instagram at you can't do that podcast i'm at as always blake terrence at terrence tatum anastasia anastasia w sabra where can everybody find you Mm, at sabra may on all the things great and i will leave it to anastasia and terrence to plug their things because we haven't recorded in a while and i'm rusty Uh, well, you can follow me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Watch on Instagram, Anastasia TV on YouTube. You can also follow my other podcast, at Pod Serial Killer, if you like true crime and serial. And uh, my one-woman show is going to be replayed on March 24th. So if you didn't the see it the first time, time, you can see it again. Yay! It's Blake's birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> so he can be uncomfortable twice. I thought it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at Terrence Tatum on Twitter. I am Terrence Tatum on Instagram. Uh, I do a 
YouTube channel called Hollywood Already Did It. Blake and I also do a podcast of the same name, but that's kind of on a hold at the moment. But the YouTube channel talks about all the things that we don't get to talk about on there. Great. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you, bye.